You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Hey guys, welcome to Rock Your Life. I am Chasta, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. And wow, you guys, wow. So I recorded the intro episode of Rock Your Life and the first episode about joy before I even announced that this podcast was a thing um, because I wanted to get a couple in the can before I made this announcement and then I put it out in the world and the response was so incredible um, and overwhelming. You guys sent me the loveliest notes and um, just you know commented that this really meant something to you and you guys really resonated with uh, the joy list, for instance. A lot of you guys made a joy list which brought me so much joy. Thank you for doing that. I just love that uh, this you know, resonated with you. So um, just as a reminder why we're here, it's the Rock Your Life podcast because no matter what we're doing in our life, we want to rock it, right? Whether it's family, wellness, work, music, dreams, goals, aspirations, whatever you're doing, rock it. So this week, we're diving into something a little bit different. Last week was warm and fuzzy with joy. This week, we're going to talk about boundaries. And, you know, I have to say, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable in this podcast because, you know, I think during COVID-19 quarantining and shelter in place and all this stuff, I've noticed um, some things about people's lack of boundaries, if you will, and people's expectations on others. And so I thought, no better time than now to go over boundaries. And I'm going to start this by saying, you know, I'm in my late 30s. I'm 38. Sorry, I had to do the math. Forgot there for a second. And I did not have great boundaries my whole life. Because here's the true story. You know, I've worked on the radio for 17, 18 years. And so most of my life, well, to be fair, all of my life has been lived on the radio since, you know, I was 19, 20 years old. And so I was I think so young when I started radio that maybe I had questions about what could and couldn't be shared so therefore I just started from the get-go sharing everything on the radio so my boundaries sort of got lost right because I talked about my divorce I talked about my dad's death I talked about uh, my pregnancy the good bad and the ugly I mean literally this is not an exaggeration as I was going to give birth to Cody I left a voicemail to be played on the air the next day on the morning show. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, the lack of boundaries that I've had in my life. But as I've gotten older, I realized that it's very important to have boundaries and to be able to set up those healthy boundaries and to be able to tell people no. Again, not something I've always been great at. But I will tell you that once I had a kid, all of a sudden, I got a little bit better about it. And I think that has to do with the fact that I had somebody else to say no for. So therefore, it sort of seemed justified. And that's not cool. We should be able to set up boundaries for ourselves. It shouldn't take somebody else to justify it like a kid or like a spouse or whatever. You shouldn't need an excuse to set up a boundary. Does that make sense? 
It should be okay for you to just say no. If there's something that you don't want to do that somebody has asked you, maybe it's, you know, some project that you don't want to deal with or you don't have time for it, but you feel obligated. And so you just say yes and you head down this path that you know you're not into. You know you don't want to do it, but you do it because you feel guilty. So then you've overcommitted yourself, right? We all do this. All of us. I've done this for years. And it isn't until the last couple of years that I went, all right, now is the time I got to back off. I do have a kid and I need to sit down and I need to write out my priorities and where my time should go. And number one is my son, Cody. I mean, that's just a real fact. When I had Cody, I realized that family time needed to be number one. Um, And it's sad to me that I had to have a kid to really enforce that type of boundary, but that was my reality. And so A couple of things went into play whenever I had Cody. Number one, we decided that Sunday was family day. Um, And anybody who worked with me, I told very quickly, like, look, Sunday's off limits because that's the only day that Jay has off work. That's the only time that Jay, myself, and Cody can be together by ourselves and we can do fun stuff or we can do nothing at all. But Sunday is the day. And so that quickly became a rule. Now, to be fair, right now, during COVID-19 crisis, I am actually working a little bit on Sunday because I got to be a team player, got to keep a job, got to keep everybody happy. So it is what it is. And obviously, I'm spending a lot more time with Jay and Cody and the family right now because I'm stuck at home. So they probably are getting enough of me anyways. (laughs) I'm okay in saying that. But by and large, when the world's not falling apart, it's Sunday is family day. Um, But number two, also, I realized, you know, we can put down our phones. Did you know that? It's actually a thing. You can put down your phone. You can ignore your phone. Um, And I think that this is really where we've gotten lost. I think people feel like they have to have their phones on them 24 hours a day. They have to be accessible to everyone who quote unquote needs them for whatever they need them for at, at all times. And you don't have to be. Whenever I have Cody in the afternoons by myself, I try my hardest to ignore my phone, especially if I'm playing with him or if I'm in his bedroom. If Cody and I are in his bedroom, that's a no phone zone in our house. I never take my phone in Cody's room because that's where we're reading, we're singing songs, we're playing on the floor with toys, whatever. We're having very close, intimate mommy kid time. And I just, you know, I really honestly, I don't want Cody to grow up and remember memories of his mom playing with him and staring at a phone. I don't ever want that to be a vision in his head. Now, let's be real. I am definitely not perfect, and I have my moments because, you know, oftentimes my phone is close enough that I can hear it, you know, so I will be tempted and walk over and check the email or check, you know, Facebook or whatever it is, um, you know, so I'm not perfect. And I've, I've had moments where he, I've looked over and he's looking at me, looking at my phone and it breaks my heart. So I, that's a goal. And it's literally a goal that I write down every morning. I write a list of goals every morning. My number one is to be an exceptional wife and mother. And part of that means to me, giving my full attention as much as I can every single day to my kid. Now, if he has his own alone time, let's say he needs to go poop. (laughs) Then you know what? He has his book time or his iPad time while he poops and mom gets to check up on Facebook or call a friend really quick and check in or, you know, whatever, because we all need our own time, right? I'm not saying that you should give up every bit of yourself for your kid. Let's not go crazy. But I just 
you know, overall try to set up that boundary where my phone just goes, it goes away. I also started sleeping with my phone in another room on the charger. So by 7.30, 8 o'clock, my phone is on the charger in the bathroom and I am in my master bedroom and there's a door closed between me and my phone. And that's very purposeful because I want to have downtime with my husband before I fall asleep. I want to be able to have a conversation with him without being distracted. Um, And if anything is a true emergency, the few people in my life who can cut through that barrier and really know that if it's a true emergency, they need to reach out to me, they can get to me through Jay's phone or blowing up my phone enough because I'll eventually hear it buzzing in the bathroom. Um, but they, they'll they be able to get to me if they need to get to me. So those were two kind of immediate boundaries that I set up whenever I had a kid. And most of those revolved around spending time with my son or my husband or both. Um, but just going back really quick to the idea of constantly being on call for people. You know, I think that sometimes we, and I'm guilty of this too, sometimes we assume everyone lives like we do, right? That everyone has our same schedule or they have our same rituals in our house or they do life the way that we do. And that's just not the case. You know, I don't live and die by my phone. I also don't live and die by my email. Um, There may be 24 hours go by where I don't check my email. Um, and again, if it's an emergency, somebody knows how to reach me, they can reach me. My, you know, people have access to me, my family and my boss and obviously, you know, people who really, really need me. But, you know, your casual email that comes in, I don't feel like I need to respond to that within seconds. I don't feel like I need to stop down my entire life to be on call when somebody feels like they need a response from me. And during COVID-19, While we've all been sheltering at home, I feel like people have gotten a little bit confused about that because people assume that if you're at home, then you're always going to be attached to your email or your phone. You've got nothing to do. But that may be the case for a lot of people. There may be people that have lost their jobs, let's say, or they've been furloughed, and so they're at home a lot. Or maybe we're talking about people who are single or don't have a family and are at home truly alone. So they have time to spend on their phones and maybe that's the way they're connecting with people socially. Um, So, you know, on my side of the tracks here, I'm working from home while also trying to raise a drunk pirate monkey. That's what I call my three-year-old. You know, and that takes a lot of of (laughs) balancing let's just put it that way I've got a home studio at my house but just outside this home studio door there's a wild three-year-old and so and my husband is also still working full-time he had to change the way he works now he works you know on zoom and facetime and everything but he's still working full-time we both are and of course we don't have a whole lot of help with our child because nobody's supposed to be here so you know our lives have been pretty much on track and thank God for that. I'm super blessed to be able to say that I can still work. I'm, I I know how blessed I am. I don't take that for granted at all. Um, I'm happy to have my job and I'm happy to be able to still be on the air. But it's kind of ramped up in a weird way during all of this for us. It's been more intense. Um, so I think there's such a difference between you know, people like me who are still working and sort of like their whole life has shifted in a way that they have to balance things in a different way versus people who are at home truly with not much going on. Um, And I actually have had a few people get very frustrated with me 
over the last couple of weeks because maybe I didn't respond to them in the way that they expected me to. Maybe I didn't get back to their emails the way they wanted me to as fast as they wanted me to. Um, Or Facebook Messenger, that is a good boundary right there. I'll tell you right now, I don't do Facebook Messenger on the regular. I never check it. I get way too much spam, memes, links, share this to 20 people. Like, I can't with that. Hashtag, I can't with that. So I'm very rarely on Facebook Messenger, but people will hit me up on there. And if I don't respond, they get angry. I've had some angry messages. And I just think it's super unhealthy for people to expect that we all do things the same way. Okay? I think we need to give each other grace. We need to understand that people have a hundred million different things going on and their lives are being led in a hundred million different ways right now. And just because somebody doesn't live by the way that you live and they don't live on their phones doesn't mean that they don't care about what you sent. It doesn't mean that they don't care about your project that you want them to be a part of. It doesn't mean anything other than they're just trying to figure out life on their terms. And the older that I've gotten... Uh, Sometimes I guess wisdom comes with age. It's one of the good things about getting older. And I'll say my 30s have been pretty fantastic because of this reason right here. I've been able to sort of stand on my own two feet a little bit better. I've been able to stand up and go, you know what? Thanks for thinking of me in that way. But no, I'm good. I don't have time for that or that doesn't fit into my life right now or whatever it may be. The hardest part about saying no is not apologizing for it. You know what I'm saying? It's always the second thing that comes out of my mouth. No, I'm so sorry. I can't do it because blah, 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 blah. And then I over-explain myself for like the next two minutes. It's okay to just say, that doesn't work for me right now. To quote the great Oprah, that was an aha moment for her that she shared on her show. And that one hit me over the head too. It's okay to just say no. You don't have time for it. Just say no. You can say thank you for thinking of me, but you don't have to have any regret or shame or apologize for not committing to something like that. Um, I heard recently a great quote that I kind of live by now. If somebody asks you to do something and it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. If you don't fill it in your heart, If it doesn't hit you with some sort of passion that like, oh, I want to do this or this seems exciting or, you know, just check your vibe, check your guts, how you feel about it. When somebody comes at you and asks you to do whatever, be the president of the PTA, start a new project, lead a new group, whatever it is, and it doesn't excite you and you don't feel good about it and you wrestle around with it, it's simply a no. And that's fine. Just ask for space in that moment. Just say, you know what? I need a little space in my life right now. I've got a lot going on. I really appreciate you thinking of me. Good luck. And that's as simple as it has to be. I know that's easier said than done. Trust me, it's taken me years to get there. But it can be done. And if people don't respect that, then they're not your people. That's what I always say. If somebody doesn't like you or like what you have to say or they're mad about the way that you said it, as long as you treated them with respect, you acknowledged their offer and you told them, hey, appreciate it, thanks but no thanks, and you were respectful and kind, then you did your job, in my opinion. And then you can just move on. And if they don't like you for it, then they're not your people. So drop the guilt. Drop the feeling of responsibility like you have to do it, like you're the only person in the world that can do it and their expectation of you is going to be completely bashed if you say no. Let go of all that. Be true to who you are. 
Be true to your priorities. Good to write those down. And just make sure that you know where your priorities lie. Whether it's your family first or your job first or your religion first. Whatever that may be. You know, I had to sit down and do this for myself. Um, and I, I go back to it from time to time and just realign my priorities wherever my life has shifted and kind of go back over them. You know, and family is always first for me. That goes to extended family, uh, which are friends that I adopt as family because family is not blood in my opinion. Uh, but family is first. My health and my spirituality, um, it's that's second. So those all kind of go hand in hand. When I say my health, I mean my fitness because that's part of my mental health too. So my, my health, what I'm eating, what I'm doing in my household to make me feel whole and healthy and calm and spiritual, um, anything that falls underneath that is a high priority to me. So if I can't do something, if I can't obligate myself to something because I am taking time for my workouts or my meditation or my yoga or whatever that is, People might be like, really, she can't do that because she's working out? No, I can't because my mental health is most important to me. If I'm not mentally well, I can't be a fit mom. If I don't fill my cup, then I can't be good for anyone else. There's an old saying that talks about, you know, you keep putting water in a cup. You keep putting water in a cup and eventually it spills over, right? And that's that's what you want it to do. The goodness that goes inside of you then will come out, right? It will spill over onto every other thing. The love that you have will go on to everyone else. But the truth is you cannot pour from an empty cup. If there's nothing in there and you turn that cup over, it's dry as a bone and nothing happens. But if your cup is full of love and you have filled it up every day with whatever fills your cup, whether it's working out, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditating, whether it's praying, all of those things make your soul feel good. Once all of that is in your cup, then you can spill over to everyone else in your life. It is super incredibly important for you to put yourself first. It's not selfish at all. It's mentally well. It keeps you well. It keeps your spirit well. And therefore, the people around you are well. I hope all that made sense. I know that was a lot, but I think it's super important for us to talk about these things. You know, I'm completely honest with my journey in getting to healthy boundaries. And I, by all means, am not perfect in any way. You know, these kind of topics, they're daily struggles. You know, I may wake up tomorrow and somebody may ask me to do something and I may feel incredibly obligated to do it. It may be overwhelming that I should say yes, but if it's a conflict with my family or my health or anything at the top of my priority list, I just have to know and resolve in myself that it's okay for me to say no and live within my boundaries. So I hope that that's helpful for you just to kind of process, try to think out what your boundaries are, what your priorities are, how you live your life, and maybe how that's good, bad, or different than others. And just give yourself grace, number one, and then give others grace. You know, maybe you're the one that sent the email and somebody didn't get back to you in a day or two. Take a breath. <laughs> maybe they've got a lot going on in their life and that's just not their priority at the moment. Let's hope that they'll give you respect and eventually get back to you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of the Rock Your Life podcast. I love you so, so, so much. Your messages are giving me life. The fact that you guys have connected with this podcast means more than you will ever know. Um, so send them away. You can hit me on uh, my email, chastaonair at gmail.com. 
asterisk, may not respond within 24 hours. <laughs> There's my boundary. Uh, but, you know, of course, you can DM me on social as well. Like I said, I don't really use Facebook Messenger because it's a lot of junk. Uh, but if you hit me up on DMs on Instagram, I'm usually pretty quick there. You can follow me on Instagram at Chasta Lynn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Facebook is Chasta Radio. And Twitter is just simply Chasta. All right, you guys. Until next time, take care of yourself and... Of course, rock your life.